And welcome everyone to the weekly walkthrough H-Town coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. Hi, Susan. Hey, Rusty. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm doing very well. It is November. I like November. November is a great month. If, if you're a sports fan, it's a really good month. You've got, you know, high school football playoffs. You've got college football ramping up. You've got the NFL ramping up. And college basketball has started. It's a I'm, lot. It's it, a lot. It is. I mean, the Hawks won last night. The Shocks won last night. K-State came up short, but, you know, it's going to be a fun, fun basketball. I think season. it will be. Ooh. I mean, um, I kind of see why it's no shave November for guys because they don't really have time to shave because they're so busy following sports. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think I about shaved it. I shaved this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I see our guest hasn't, uh, but you always have featured, a beard, featured Curtis, guests, right? right? Featured okay, guests. Okay, yes, we, we do have our featured guest. Yes. So, well, Rusty, really fast, ha- on Halloween, Yes. I I think we had 90 pieces of candy, which sounds incredibly cheap now that I think about it. But, a little um, bit, but I'm not going to judge you for yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had some leftover pencils that I won't promote. You giving away pencils? Well, from the um, parade. My election. Okay. okay. I got. Anyway, okay. All right. So, I was, yeah. Oh, I know yeah. we're not supposed to get political. Right. And by the time people hear this, they will have already voted. Right. But anyway, exactly. so I gave kids these little bitty pencils and um, candy because I thought, if you're coming to my doorstep, I can choose to give you propaganda. But I ran out in the second inning because we were watching the game. Okay. So how did you guys do over at the S'more House? At the S'more House, I think we finally went through all the s'mores. We learned that if you take a marshmallow and a couple Reese's peanut butter cups, that's a really good s'more. <laughs> so we learned that. Um, there were a lot of parents that enjoyed the warmth of the fire while the kids made marshmallows. And we only had three or four marshmallows drop into the fire. So. And did you wear any kind of scary costume? I had a mask on, but it wasn't it wasn't much. There might be a plan for next year. We don't know. Okay. We might make it worthwhile. We might make you earn your s'more next year. Nice. We'll see. Baby sister's in on already. She's she wants to come up and help. And there might be a fog machine. We don't know. We we know we're just spitballing here. <laughs> this is all happening just three doors around the curve for it, me. It Should is. I be worried? Yeah. No. Do uh-uh. I need to increase my liability insurance? No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. And don't mind the screaming. Don't mind the screaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> nothing, okay. Nothing to Please. see there. <laughs> yeah. For the for the listeners who are under twelve today, screaming usually is a sign of stress. So don't just think Rusty's saying if people are screaming, help help the dogs on fire. No. That no. They should ignore it. No. Twelve-year-olds so, are our favorite targets. Never that's mind. Right. So okay. So Curtis, <laughs> Curtis. we were kind of t- uh, teasing you about Halloween. Do you want to tell? That's a great way for our listeners to get to know you. Do you have a couple little Halloween tidbits that you're getting wise on oh, in sure. your parenting journey? Yeah, yeah. I've got a ten-year-old, eight-year-old, and six-year-old. Okay. So boy, girl, boy. Oliver, Nora, Ellis. Uh, okay. See, Oliver was. Uh, have you seen you seen the blow up uh, costumes this year? Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. that's pretty popular. It so is a thing, isn't it? Is. He was riding a dinosaur. Uh, I think Ellis was riding a chicken. He was like a cowboy on a okay. chicken. Oh no, I like it. Uh, so uh, that was pretty fun. You know, the the problem with Halloween and trick or treating with those is. They're, they plug into USB ports, and mm-hmm. they kept coming unplugged. Oh. <laughs> they kept deflating. Oh, okay. wow. yeah. It was traumatic. You know? No stress but, involved uh, there. It was fun. I, the past two years, my wife's into Harry Potter. So, okay. Uh, listeners can't see, but I'm very bald. Uh-huh. But she has a very nice Hagrid uh, okay. wig. Uh-huh. So that ended up on my head the last two years. This hey, year great. was in a uh, in a big bun, a man bun. Nice. nice. Probably nice. the only man bun I'll wear. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It kind makes of the hope kids laugh. So. When we dedicate our building 
you'll be at oh. that. Maybe you could wear that. <laughs> hey, we could probably we'll hire wife to do a Harry Potter theme building dedication. You no, know, she might. She, okay. She's into that. That okay. is really cool. Right. Well, today I'm really excited to have uh, Curtis Calvert <laughs> from Hutton Construction join us. And um, he is someone that um, he's in the unfortunate position that he has to attend a lot of meetings with me <laughs> because I have the privilege of representing the board uh, mm-hmm. as part of the bond committee. But Curtis and his team are really, really busy. And yeah, it seems like it's a little busy, isn't it? It, it looks busy. busy. Yeah. I, I walked really close to a fence today just because I thought it would be good preparation for our conversation. I was like, I can't really believe this is happening, but it, right. it, it the, the longer... And more things that occur, it does really feel so exciting. So yeah, it is exciting, Curtis. Yeah. Why don't you just start by saying a little bit about what it, what in your background led you into the construction field? Sure, I think it was those moments. I think it was seeing the fence uh, when I was growing up with my my dad on job sites. Uh-huh. He was in construction, still is, uh, forty years in. But uh, the moments of seeing, wow, my dad gets to be a part of that. You know, it's a really cool thing that. Uh, it wasn't there and now it is. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was the inspiration I needed to make a choice to, to go to college. We were talking beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had right. a, a big uh, decision to make when I was a senior <laughs> in high school, play music with my band that was mm-hmm. going to make it. I put that in quotation right, marks. Right, right. The, the air quotes of uh, make it. We're going to make it. Or go to school and learn about construction. And I made the choice to go to college mm-hmm. and ended up at, at K-State and with Hutton for the last 15 years. Okay. And All so... Right. It's been a, a journey, but I've loved it and still enjoying it as we go. But, yeah, it's uh, a, a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. joining us. I really identify with when you say that tangible seeing um, behind the fence something go up because I do feel in life there are not a lot of um, – as, as many tangible experiences, it seems like many things are, are kind of, um, they slowly build and then all of a sudden you realize that you happened to, but right. I, I remember thinking typing was the only tangible class. <laughs> it's really sad that I'm using the word typing, uh, okay. but <laughs> keyboarding for <laughs> those, everybody under 50, <laughs> but you know, that, like you don't know it and then you do. And that, yeah. that's how it is with construction. Right. It's not there. And then it's finished. Then it's there. And, right. it's and I really, I can see why that would be meaningful to you. So yeah. you, you were at K-State and you've been with Hutton for 15 years. So Hutton works in a role of, um, a long title, C-M-A-R, which stands uh-huh. for Construction. Oh, I'm going to test myself, or yeah. maybe I should let you no, say. No, it. I'm ready for the Susan <laughs> yeah. test. Well, everybody on the team calls it different things. Okay. I mean, not not Curtis's team, but our USD 460 okay. team. We butcher it a lot. But construction manager at risk. Correct. So, okay. tell yeah. us what does that mean? Because sure. I bet there's a lot of people that are like, "What?" Yeah. So, I mean, people in in and around construction for general contractor for years, and it's very similar, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's a delivery method. It's a little bit different than it used to be where you just give a number for a a project and then you go manage the project. So, you know, we hired on with USD 460 uh, January of 22, Mm -hmm. so it's been a while now, but really to come alongside as a partner. And that's that's our hope, and it continues to be, is to, to be a partner with the team and to build the team and to build the project together to be with and for each other. But the the pre-construction piece that a construction manager brings is a little different. So we can help walk through costs, early estimates, mm-hmm. uh, thinking through, especially on a, on a complicated school project we'll talk about, but 
phasing. How are we going to do this uh, with an occupied building right. with students for right. two and that's years? Big um, and that's a big key in this situation, especially. through those things uh, is really what a, a construction manager brings to the table. As well as it, it comes, it still comes with the price, you know, a guaranteed maximum price. Mm-hmm. But uh, rather than those savings going to the contractor, those go back to the, the school district. Nice. And so really the, the state of Kansas has moved more to a lot of projects in that vein where it, it benefits the school district mm-hmm. at the end of the project. So that helps. It does. It does. And um, I've heard you in meetings speak before about the trade partners. Uh-huh. And I think that, again, for me, that's probably something that I didn't realize how important it is. And yet I do have a son-in-law working in one of the trades yeah. that, that <laughs> yes, uh, is feeding into <laughs> projects like this. And so how important is it for Hutton to know those people and to have existing relationships with them? How does that benefit our school district? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so along with that terminology change, mm-hmm. uh, I've started using that trade partner terminology rather than subcontractor. And so subcontractors, still right. a terminology that we use a lot. It mm-hmm. describes the, the relationship of the contract, mm-hmm. but uh, we couldn't do what we do without trade partners. Uh, they are the ones putting the work into place. Right. Uh, and our role is important too. We manage the process, but the trade partners are the, the teams that put in the ductwork and mm-hmm. the walls and the concrete You've probably seen a lot of concrete trucks the last couple of weeks, uh, and there will be more to come. But those those are really partner relationships for mm-hmm. us that are really important. And you have, probably have to foster those and maintain those because you might use one company here on one project, do a different project, and then go back to that other company depending on location, that type of thing yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. And so Hutton, our, our values are lead, inspire, respect, and construct. If I mm-hmm. can take the one plug there yeah. today. but. Uh, that's really the goal of setting those values is that we live by them. And so instead of beating up on our subcontractors, we choose to treat them as partners mm-hmm. and have working relationships because we, we need them for the next school project and they'll, they need work in the future. Absolutely. Really De- building the quality together that is going to last the long term. And a very, very healthy give and take in that respect. Right. Yeah. Well, and I like that. A lot because I realize the benefit. And I also think things have changed over the last few years with supply chain and things like that. And not that we're trying to say we need you to leverage things for us, but we actually really do because we can't do this by ourselves. And you have the existing relationships and nobody wants to say, well, we'll just wait. And in two years, that will be available. So. I, that is a big part of it, isn't it? It is. Knowing how to and you know manage that, that. Those trade partners are having the same problems. They're having, mm-hmm. it's hard to get materials. It's hard to right. get people. Um, people have the choice to go, oh, I can work for them or I can work for somebody else. Right. And so they're having to really choose, well, who do I go to work for or what projects do I do? And so uh, we found that that relationship, that mutual respect, they have the choice to come back and work for us again. And and so we really appreciate that and want to want to foster that wherever we can. And again, that's the kind of thing that I, the average person just thinking about, well, get that building done, might not have any right. reason to know it's all about 
relationships because that is what makes that's the first step it's really important it is very much so very much so we're we're, we like to foster those relationships we like those relationships to grow we've covered this whether in all aspects of life so this is another little facet of fostering and building and growing those relationships right yeah so this is kind of a big deal to our school district (laughs) this project just a wee bit it's a pretty big deal and so um you know, the timeline, I know that um, we know that it's not going to be finished immediately, but what? how are things progressing? What can we tell our listeners to sort of watch for here in the next few months? Yeah, you bet. So as I was thinking about your questions, I mean, this it is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for the community. It's a, it is a big project. And, uh, and probably the biggest deal is it's going on in an existing facility. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we're constantly thinking about that and um, a lot of probably things that have gone unseen is the planning, right? You know, the, the planning of where fence is going to go and where are, how are we going to phase this? How are we going to build the schedule? Who is going to partner with us? And, and so that, that takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last few months, really the underground work, what we call it. So the things that you are vitally important to a building, any building, right. That you never get to see again. Plumbing, <laughs> so that, like exactly. plumbing. Yeah, your right? plumbing. That you, oh, yeah. We love we love plumbing and uh, electrical work and uh-huh. building building pads that are stable for the future. That things aren't going to move and foundations, right. uh, concrete foundations, and so that has all led up to a point where really in the next month things are going to start to pop out of the ground, and so that it that is the the part you really got to grit through because <laughs> it's like, what is going on there? Right. Uh, it's the stuff you can't see. But uh, December um, 11th is our date for steel. Our okay. First loads of steel. So be on the lookout for more semi loads of, yeah. uh, of materials. But that's that's our date that we've been tracking for for a while now. And good, good. It's coming to fruition. So you'll start to see columns and beams going up on our high school addition mm-hmm. out to the north. And uh, it will start to take some shape. And that'll be exciting, I think. It will. There are probably people listening that might not realize we'll be finishing that high school building first with the goal of occupying it fall of next school year. Correct. Maybe using the term fall loosely, but we think that the kids will spend most of their school year in there. Right. And then we will construct the middle the five eight wing. Uh Am I remembering that accurately? Correct. What about the Fine Arts Center? What? What so will it, happen with that? I know you're working over there, uh-huh. right? So the fine arts and the gym, they'll probably wrap up in the fall of next year. Okay. And so really that high school wing is key to the success of the whole project. Right. Because transitioning classrooms with the students over any time but the summer mm-hmm. is really challenging. And so our, we, we're pretty laser focused on that high school wing cur- currently so that we can start demolition next summer. Mm-hmm. And so... Really, we've got to move the students that are in those pods currently to the new space mm-hmm. before any of that work can happen, before the next middle school addition can happen. And so that's a lot back to the, the months of meetings and planning mm-hmm. of how are, how are these phases going to work, uh, building on space that currently exists, mm-hmm. and where are the students going to go in temporary means. And, and so, but I'm really, I mean, it's been a pleasure and it's been a lot of conversations, but we've made so much progress together. Right. As a team. And yeah. uh, so that's that's the hard stuff to see, but that will play out over time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and Curtis, you said a word that is, 
I don't know how Rusty views the word pods. I'm, well, I'm gonna. I was gonna ask it. I was gonna, Rusty's it's not a Heston High grad. I am, I am. I'm just a you mom know, of grads. It's, it's interesting because you know the we we talk about a lot. One of the questions: What are some of the unique challenges? And I think working with that style of architecture, which was so prominent in the late '60s, it early was. '70s, when it was built, this hexagonal, this hexagonal feeling of that, and now you're trying to transition. I mean, that's got to be a challenge. But you had to have architects go and go, whoa, wait a second, guys, how do yeah. we do that? And that's got to be something that they didn't probably expect until they get there and go, oh, okay, well, I know when this was built. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. It's true. And honestly, we have such a great team with the district and mm-hmm. SPT architecture and our team at Hutton that are, are constantly communicating about those things. I remember the first time walking through the space and getting lost, and I've heard that yes. comment from many people of, <laughs> Well, which hexagonal hallway am I in right. right now? <laughs> and so, SPT they did a uh, what's called a Matterport, mm-hmm. and so it's a, a 3D walkthrough of the facility that is on my bookmarks. Oh wow! Okay, very it, cool. It helps uh, go back and look. Well, we're down. We can work mm-hmm. through that hallway, or this is where we need to build the temporary wall. And uh, but it takes it takes a team, it takes yeah. an army to think through all those. Yeah, because you're kind of you're kind of in a way revamping the high school to more of a I, I don't know is it a modern design? Could you term it as modern design uh-huh. from that? Okay, yeah. and that's that's probably I mean a, a welcome change. The high school is rather old; it's older than me. So, but, yeah, but, but I okay, well, go ahead. Sorry, but finish. I mean, but I mean, it's it's an interesting change to, to probably change the architectural scheme of something like that. I would, I would wonder. I mean, it probably was a little bit of a, maybe a challenge for those guys, but maybe a welcome challenge. Hopefully, like, hey, uh-huh. this is kind of fun to redo something like that. Yeah. I mean, and they've done a great job mm-hmm. of, well, you have a, a new school where you have a blank slate. Well, this one, we have a lot of existing conditions that are still going to be there. They're still going to be great spaces. How do mm-hmm. we incorporate them together? Yeah. And uh, that's, that's a challenge that they've undertook mm-hmm. well. And is going to be really unique. It, it will be hard to see the big picture until it's all done. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there is a big picture. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think I think people need to remember it, it's a process and you have to be patient. Absolutely. It's absolutely a process. You have to be patient with that. I think some people, well, why isn't it done now? Well, there's a, like you said, a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Before you ever start putting stuff up, you got to put stuff down. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember too that it's, uh, there's probably 30 trade partners mm-hmm. that will come in and out of this at least mm-hmm. and hundreds of people yeah. that will work on it either on site or you know in warehouses or right. manufacturing facilities throughout this process contributing to this this project in mm-hmm. Heston. Yeah. A and lot that's of people. A, that's important and and it makes me happy too. Yeah, absolutely. So I was curious when you said um, that this architecture style it will feel more modern. Mm-hmm. That's sort of flattering because the junior high that I went to, Robinson mm-hmm. on Oliver Street in Wichita, was basically this kind of layout, you know, yeah. long halls, multi-storied. And that building was, I'm sure, built in 1920. Right. I wasn't there on that day, but a few days yeah. later. But um, so returning, I would almost, like, this feels like a return to traditional architecture to go multi-story long haul. But I feel like that style stands the test of time pretty well. It's probably easier to navigate than where, where are you going? Well, I'm lost by the library in the high school because I may have gotten lost in that high school a couple of times and I went there for four years. So, right. yeah, I mean. And, and I mean, just from a kind of to belabor this a little more, we were told, and I do believe it, that these straight sight lines increase our building safety because you're not trying to look around corners oh, I'm and, sure. and things right. like that. So I'm 
there, there's that. a lot of benefits and, yeah. and my limited uh, design knowledge, but I think the, the safety, the, the amount of light that you can get into mm -hmm. a facility with the, the longer, narrower. And, just and maybe not having a room that is 64 degrees at the front and 58 in the back. Also I, important. <laughs> I mean, Bob Beitler's English room my sophomore year, you wore a coat because there was no outside window tucked back in there along the north wall. The wind, you'd feel, you could hear the wind hitting the wall even though there wasn't, and it was cold. It was a complete difference from the front okay. of the room to the back yeah. of the room. So, yeah. Well, so we've kind of already started talking about some of these challenges, but maybe you want to say more? Are there other challenges? What, what makes this project unique? Uh, so I think to expand on that, I think it's going to be the constant uh, evaluation of our our togetherness, but separation. Mm -hmm. And so we're, uh, I think even this week, or last week at our project meeting, we talked about our concrete pour and how, you know, that fine arts is really landlocked. It has, those concrete trucks have to go through a parking lot and they yeah. have to go through a drive. And so our team um, was out there really directing traffic, working uh, with administration and uh, making sure that that was a safe operation. And I think that's going to be the key that really all of us working together right. Absolutely. For, for the next 18 months to say, let's let's not get stagnant. Uh, right. Let's continue our vigilance of where our, our separations are because, you know, things things have to get messy before they get better. Right. But we need to keep that in our space <laughs> and so that operations, I mean, teaching the kids is still the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It's why it's why we're all here. Yeah. And so I think that's probably our continuing unique okay. challenge on this project. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so when you do, um, I'm, I'm going to call this a new build, even though it is not just on an empty lot, but what's what are the things that are fun and exciting for you in your role? Uh, I think this project uniquely and in, in, in my role is really getting to help build a team mm -hmm. uh, and helping all of us remember that really we're all looking to the same goal. Right. We have the, we have the purpose that we have this vision and it's a good vision. Uh, you know, people are, are different and that's good. Uh, that can make challenges along mm -hmm. the way to align Absolutely. people. But I think that's, uh, that's been what's most exciting for me is learning new ways to do that. And that's, that's with our, our different community teams, but also mm -hmm. on my team with, uh, project manager and project engineer and superintendent and we we are all different but we're all united and, and right. choosing to be united because we have a common goal right maybe maybe walking the different sides of the street but you're walking the same direction for the same point yeah so you bet. And we bring our unique strengths uh and that that's been fun for me lately. cool good i like good that question. so what's your typical day so uh, my we, t we were talking about typing earlier too mm -hmm. my uh, 10 year old calls my job typing out what I want to build. <laughs> so, I, like that. I, like I thought that. that was probably the best description like of, a, I do. of a project manager, but um, a lot of communication. It's in all the forms, phone calls, text messages, emails, okay. uh, meetings with people, but it's all in, in these type of discussions. How are we, uh, what, what are the, the decisions, the planning things that we need to do to make this mm -hmm. project successful? And so um, a lot of time in the office, but some of my favorite days are the day, one day a week, I get to get, come out to the job site and see the, all the people putting the work in place and tell, them, tell them thank you and uh, encourage them. And so um, that's kind of a typical week for me. Where's band practice figure in? Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> no, no time for no that. No time for <laughs> no time. <laughs> so I, d I did not 
um, front load this question so you can just feel free to say, I don't even know. But I'm always curious, like for people to, when, when they say that and what they do with their job, I'd like to say, well, when you were younger and in school, then what subject area was a highlight for you aside from music? But so I guess I would have thought that you were more like a math guy, but it sounds like the communication piece is what you're using the most. So when you think back to fourth, fifth, sixth, ninth grade, like what class did you really like? That is a good question. I liked getting home and building Legos. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that I'm does, with him, I'm with him. But I that like does that tie into this. Yeah. That ties into it. But then did you go and write down about what you had built with Legos or <laughs> talk about question. it? That's or? a good question. So we had a meeting the other day. Uh, I think it was actually in an interview for a potential candidate at work, and we were talking about this pendulum of um, extroversion and autonomy and mm-hmm. project managers typically have to swing, you know, from right. one sure. to the other constantly. Okay. But usually, if we're in our safe spot, we're back to autonomy because we're in our quiet, quiet room mm-hmm. typing out or building uh-huh. Legos. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it's both. That's not answering your question no, at all. No, but it's extremely but it's, helpful. Yeah. Um, I'd, you know, science and math were probably the ones that uh-huh. I would go to. Now, uh, band somehow fell into that and the, <laughs> awesome. the community that brought with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's really important because I think that, you know, what we talk maybe occasionally about is just imbalance and, and, and opportunity in a small doubt. town. You know, we have kids on this podcast and sometimes they are participating in robotics and football and jazz band. And, mm-hmm. and so the fact that you could identify where it was and it, it is kind of across different, um, disciplines but yeah so that job trailer uh-huh. <laughs> i was told by by somebody oh, our job trailers aren't quite that nice but <laughs> your job trailer is pretty impressive so the people that are looking around and seeing that um can you just give them a little overview sure what's in a job trailer so uh, if you've noticed mm-hmm. it's, it's not a typical job trailer that's actually a classroom a portable <laughs> classroom so Oh, oh. Which is a almost a cuss word at public <laughs> education because nobody wants to house out of a <laughs> right, uh, yeah. right, uh, you know, transportable bu- building. Uh, but we found that that's actually really helpful for uh, an office I'm setting sure. for a job site. Absolutely. And honestly, I, you know, as I, I was thinking about your question, that that building is kind of the heartbeat of the job site because we want the place that identifies for our workers specifically where. Where do I need to go first? Mm-hmm. And part of that is our we have an orientation that new workers from any trade partner come through and they read a form and say, this is Hutton's expectations. This is your code of conduct. This is the things that aren't acceptable yeah. on this job site. And it, if you don't, you know, if you don't buy into that vision, you probably can't work on this job site. And so that's it's kind of the gateway, but mm-hmm. it's also heartbeat wasn't the right word, but it's the it's the place where um, really the planning, the, the core planning, the meetings uh, here at one o'clock, they're having a, a subcontractor trade to, partner meeting. To borrow our phrase, maybe it's like the hub of the pro- there, that project. Thank you. There you <laughs> thank go. You. Way to go, Rusty. That's right. There we go. <laughs> well, I mean, so it has air conditioning and it all does. kinds of things. It does. Oh. It, it might even have an unfrozen bathroom <laughs> that's very handy and so probably very it, handy it helps with some morale but mm-hmm. as you can imagine there's hundreds of drawing sheets that go into mm-hmm. this and so we we do still have paper 
we do have a TV also that we pull drawings up on. So there's computers, there's a TV, there's paper, there's schedules on the wall. There's, uh, there's right now there's a list of things that we need to get from, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's mm -hmm. at the next trip uh, for our projects going on. Uh, storage of some materials All and right. things, but yeah, it's it's a it's a key place for us. Yeah, it's that's neat. So, well, what makes um, Heston unique? Rusty and I know that the Swather mascot, since we're the only school in the United States that has a Swather mascot, we are. that makes us unique. But what makes this project unique? Yeah, I think um, Heston is a great town, and I've I've loved the time I've spent here over the last eighteen months, coming to meetings and mm -hmm. actually stopping instead of just you know going yeah. by on the highway. <laughs> There's a lot of reason to stop, and so I think. Honestly, for me, it's been the, the team that we've worked with. It's been a great team. And sure, we've had some difference of opinions along the right. way. Right, that's natural. We've, we've come to agreement and we've worked together. And the, the key is that we've, we're all, we all care mm -hmm. and we're all shooting for the same goal. Right. And, uh, and I'd say that that's been unique for me. It's been refreshing and fun. Good. Uh, and we've, we're, we're getting there. And now is that that portable that portable office classroom the hub that we can can we get some swather decals and put in there so you can have the the most unique <laughs> mascot in? there we go i think we should get a couple swather decals and they should be put in there so they've permanently got permanently permanently so yeah. that so oh, they know okay. hey we worked with the most unique and most awesome high school mascot across the country i stopped by there the other day to check out some auditorium seat samples and one of the guys was maybe he knew i was coming but he was wearing a swather logo sure all right so i don't know if it's like oh let me change into this because old ladies <laughs> coming but anyway no, those, those guys uh eric and carter in there if you if you ever see them around say hi in the in the hutton trucks but they're they are great guys okay what could uh could fill you in on anything you want to know about the project very neat very neat a couple of the, the most uh careful uh, thoughtful guys i know so we appreciate that yeah. so i i said i know you really won't love this question but when will this be finished Curtis? yeah uh, no, that's an important question. And so, like we said, there's there's phases. There's phases. We have to finish one to get to another. But uh, two years from now, that we're planting grass and okay. and trees and shrubs out in front of the new facility is our goal. You know, that fall when it cools off mm -hmm. and uh, it's not too hot to pl plant grass out there. Right. But uh, that's really the the target for wrapping up all the projects in that facility is is that fall of twenty five. I like hearing that. I do. That's I do. what I thought too. No, I I, th I think so too, and I think it's it's good to know that there's there's a target. You're, you're not sitting here going, boy, we hope we can. You've got the target, and I'm sure yeah. there there are challenges. There are always going to be challenges that might move a date forward or push a date back. But there is a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so right. to speak. Yep. Yeah, and you. And it's not a train coming the other way. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did some amazing planning that I won't go into. I mean, this has been an incredible mm -hmm. experience for me, and I'm I feel really lucky to be participating we took a trip a couple of weeks ago and i was looking at roofs the whole time i'm like well that's not tvo oh wait that is so yeah. so yeah. it's kind of getting in my that's blood learning along the way yeah but um i liked how you guys mapped it all out that was real fascinating for me and the sticky note thing so maybe i might have to grab a picture that we'll put it on our um Facebook page sure. because I think people would be interested. So when you're not doing this and you're not thinking about your next band you're going to join, <laughs> what do you do for relaxation and, and enjoyment? Well, right now with a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and 6-year-old, it's what they want to do. It's <laughs> Kid so, Wrangling 101. It is, <laughs> and uh, I love them so much. Um, we, we play basketball, football, anything right. in the yard, kicking things around. Uh, 
my daughter likes drawing or, or writing cards or coloring and things in the house, but uh, it's spending time with my family at this Good. point. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So do you have any hobbies other than family? You know, I have a mountain bike, okay. but I live in Kansas. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, a little tough. You know, I, if there's a little bump or a hill, I take it, but uh, <laughs> riding, riding my bike is right. fun. I like being outside. Good. Right. Well, Wonderful. anything else we need to know, Curtis? You know, I was just going to say congratulations to, to Heston. I know we're not there, but that you're you're doing this project. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an investment in the community. We know that, and it's a it is a big deal, and uh, it is going to be an incredible space when it's done. And and secondly, just thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. For uh, letting Hutton be a part of. Yeah. yeah very much so. Very much so. I mean, good things happening here. Yeah, absolutely. And we know you're headed to another meeting. So Rusty and I may just talk all afternoon about nothing. But Which you, wouldn't surprise we could probably do that. <laughs> so. You are. We bless you and release you to the rest of your day. And thanks for your <laughs> thank good you work so much. In our thank you. Both. We feel like thank it's you. a real privilege. Yeah. Are we, is he going to get some applause? Oh, he can, oh, we're getting big time <laughs> applause. Thank you. Yeah, you can probably buy that app if you ever need it. A little pick me up. I'm I'm thinking about getting it. So, well, we got you know, Susan. We're moving to trans. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we are moving to transition. It's buffer week, so yeah. high school athletics kind of on the shelf right now as they transition towards the uh, the winter sports, which is pretty cool. And and, and then we got some the arts, fine arts, man. We I misinformed we people last right. week. The play is this week, this so week Thursday, it is. Saturday, Sundays. Mm-hmm. Tickets still available. Right. I bought um I bought a ticket to the play, and I have to tell you that it was general admission, but there was a portrait of of a former teacher of yours who is filling in now as a as a teacher on that ticket, and I was just like, okay, Beitler's picture. I was gonna say it has like, to be. Bob. What is I? I wrote to Patricia and said. Bob's pictures on. She said, "Oh, Clint does that for the Sunday matinee." So kudos to Bob for right. being uh, like have such staying power. That's right. So That's the right. plays this weekend, mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to go on a very, I'm very extended. Okay, let's be real. My favorite thing to do in the world is to hunt pheasants. That's the very favorite over yes, with, fishing. Without a doubt, without a doubt, a thousand percent. It's to hunt pheasants. Always has been. Over golfing. One thousand percent over yes. smoking meat. One million percent, without a doubt, that is my favorite thing to do. Okay. I still remember my very first hunt I ever went on. Where'd you go? Um, actually, so that was back in that was uh, the third Friday. Let me let me back up real quick. Okay. Um, I was allowed to take hunter safety when I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. So um, fifth grade, sixth grade, sorry, sixth grade. And at that time, my dad and friend of ours had a group from Louisiana, and they would come up and they would hunt opening weekend and the closing weekend of each year. Mm-hmm. And they'd come up, and we'd spend hours upon hours driving around, asking permission, getting permission to hunt. In Kansas. In Kansas. And the last, the my first year, they did not allow me to carry a gun with them that weekend. But which you I walked. Can, I did. I walked. Mm-hmm. Which I can understand. I was a new hunter with a group of about 20 people. I, I'm not sure I would trust a green hunter in that situation. But I walked the following Friday, and I had I, I mean I had a blast. Even though I never I got to shoot a gun, got to shoot shoot a couple different guns, just had a blast. The following Friday, my father called me at about three thirty mm-hmm. and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just got home." He said, "Well, do you want to go hunt for a little bit?" And I scream almost screamed yes. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. and I ran around the house like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to find clothing that would be bright for safety. 
because I didn't have orange at the time. It was my first ever hunt. Okay. And dad came ripping home and Don's old blue Ford was on the rock driveway and we jumped in and we went off. We walked one field to the uh, little bit south of town and at the very end, uh, just a, we had a covey of quail break and I had no idea what it was. I wasn't sure I didn't shoot. Don asked me why I didn't shoot it because I wasn't sure what quite, quite what it was. I wasn't going to shoot at something I didn't know. I learned how to hold edges. I learned all that stuff. And the very next field we walked was a little bit north of town. And we kind of divided up. Don went one way and I went one way to meet with Don and dad blocked at the other end of this. And I'll never forget this. The sun is starting to set and it's a bright orange red ball. There's a front coming in. So the sky behind it is purple. You know, the, the purple of the winter, the purpling clouds. And two roosters flew by me with the sun on my back, and they were almost glowing. I mean, mm -hmm. the white of the, the necks were just bright. The heads were dark. The body glowing orange. I took a shot. I missed. But from that point on, the hooks mm. were in. And the hooks have been awesome. in me ever since. So, yes, I'm beyond excited for this trip. We're going to Bird City, Kansas, which is up by north of Brewster, up north of Colby and, and Goodland. And I'm going to take my puppy and he's going to get an incredible week's worth of experience and we're going to hopefully find some birds and hopefully learn a lot about each other and how to work and yeah That's awesome hearing you describe that first time you were out was like poetry <laughs> i'm just gonna say well it was thank just you like poetry hearing thank you, you i mean describe it's, that. the hooks have been in so deep since then and that was that was i think that was the actual moment because i can still i see everything clear as day that mm -hmm. memory clear as day including the the spit of the flame from the gun that i was using yeah. and, and just and missing but just enamored with the, these two cackling roosters flying by so well and that's how you know it's a real deal mm -hmm. right yeah. when it sticks with you right i think i think that's real so you're gonna go on this beautiful poetic hunt and i might try to see killers of the flower moon <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so it is yes and and it's about time for the sign to go up in the yard you know the or the you know the, my sign my that's right this guy's sign. not crazy he's yeah. just or, you know, whatever I'm the warned. words are yeah, exactly yeah. don't panic yeah so no i'm it's november is probably one of my favorite months because of pheasant season opens and quail season opens and we're going to take to the field and now that i have this four-legged companion that i've desperately need that i didn't know i desperately yeah, needed it's awesome it's going to be a lot of fun so what we're doing if i have it correct and you correct me please if i don't next yeah. week we're going to take off right and then that tuesday of thanksgiving we'll probably not have one I'm so we'll see people after thanksgiving we'll see yeah i think yeah. so yeah yeah oh the other thing i am going to do is maybe get on jury uh, yeah. You so might, if yeah. you're awaiting trial <laughs> and you're listening to the podcast and you do not want me judging you, which right. I am excellent at judging people, right. but if you don't, you whisper to your lawyer, get rid of mm -hmm. her. And with that. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's been another one. I mean, we're going to be a couple of, probably a two week break from this. Sure. I mean, it happens, but we'll be back in action probably right about the start of the Fall, the winter sports oh, season. Actually, it'll probably be the day after night at the shed. I think so. Something like that. Something like so, that. So, all right, we'll go from see there. See you when we see you. Yeah, exactly. This has been the weekly walkthrough Heston. The weekly walkthrough H-Town coming to you from the hub of the community, Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW, local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher saying we'll see you when we see you.